Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com slash stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. We'll do it live doing it live welcome everybody it's a always almost there evening after show we've got a big night tonight we are wrapping up the continental europe leg of tour tonight this is it we've had seven shows in 11 days and we're super super lucky tonight because we have garrett here with us who's actually on tour we actually finally have a knowledgeable person on tour right now who's going to tell us about vibes going to tell us about songs, experiences. He's in his venues, undisclosed, undisclosed cities, safe space right now. All of it. Delicious foods, yes. perhaps. Uh, but, uh, we're yeah. thankful to Goose for playing a brief two-hour set so that everybody could get off early. Garrett could be here. Uh, Podmate of ours could celebrate his birthday. He's the right cheers. old age of 17 today, so cheers to him. And uh, yeah, this is this is great. It's uh, the the first real guest we've got, so I'm I'm excited. Garrett, thank you for being here. Thanks, Garrett. My absolute pleasure. I uh, am still weirdly awake. It's it's two in the morning. I think I'm conditioned to this now, and um, and yeah, we'll be waking up in uh, four hours to to catch a flight over to to Scotland. But excited to to be here and chat about tonight. It uh, was a really awesome. Uh, Belgium was awesome. And uh, to, to be clear, Garrett, you're doing the entire run, right? All the way through the end? Yeah. Every, yeah, everything except for I didn't do that random uh, holiday fest. in. Uh, holiday in. Yeah. yeah. The con- conference room fest. Conference. <laughs> conference, <laughs> conference classroom sweet, sweet fest. Amazing. Um, well, we should talk about music because we have two shows to talk about. We didn't get to pod on Saturday. And, you know, we've got this show from earlier today, which I'm still never going to get used to saying on the show. But um, let's dive right into Berlin. And before I do the set list, Garrett, tell us about 
Berlin? Like, what was your experience like there? Vibes. Yeah. Ber- Berlin was a very interesting city. Um, the morning of the show, me and uh, <clears throat> me and Ryan and, and our group that are doing the tour together went over to the Brandenburg Gate, grabbed some, and then grabbed some food over there. Uh, really, really killer food in, in Berlin. Um, some schnitzel. Uh, and then, um, we, me and Ryan went over to the German history museum. Nice. Um, and then, uh, went, went over, uh, by the venue in, in the afternoon. Um, it was a weird venue. Um, it was very dark out. Uh, we had to walk through some protests. Police were like shut down all the streets um, and then you get to the venue and it's just dark. Everyone's waiting in a line in, in total darkness. Um, and then you get into the venue and it's, I guess, uh, an old Nazi stable. Um, there's like weird poles um, just like in the middle of the um, weird in the middle of the venue. Like I usually try to stand by Getty and I couldn't see anything from the back because of the pole. And then there's also the pole on stage. Yeah. Um, so. So when like the roof uh, was sort of a little different too, it looked like. Yeah, it was it was actually really cool architecture inside. Um, giant disco ball on the ceiling, and uh, I did for the second time out of fifty something shows. Uh, I, I just decided to go in the front, um, so I was I was right next to the speaker, right on uh, Trevor Trevor side, um, and and that was a good move because this this was a really fun show uh, to be up front for. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the crowd came in, it it was pretty packed there. The line was pretty long pre-show and, uh, yeah, that brings us to, to the show itself. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And at some point I do want to ask you about all the people that are on tour, but I really want to talk about some music first. Uh, so let's dive into the show. This is November 11th. So we're going back a couple days, uh, at the Gretchen in Berlin. Uh, we have a Mr. Action opener, hot. Hot Mr. Action, just shy of 10 minutes. So this is is about as drawn out as it gets. Was that? And that was a a swap because Elizabeth was on the set to open. Mm. And then they they went with Mr. Action. Well, topsy-turvy. That's my choice there, always. Yeah, they probably were like, we could do Elizabeth, but, you know, it's Mr. Action. We have to do that as an opener, right? Set the show right. Yeah, and then you get a like a two pack of openers like you normally do. Um, then you get a hot, hot Elizabeth that leans extra hard into the chugal, which I promised to say about a hundred times on this podcast. And I'm doing that foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of chugal to talk about, and this one is just fiery. I mean, goose in Europe, in my opinion, and and feel free to challenge this because this might be absurd. It's just like a straight rock and roll band. They are going out there and playing rock and roll shows. They are not a jam band in in Europe, really. I mean, they're a jam band, but they're leaning extra hard into, you know, Elizabeth, a song that traditionally, at least over the last few plays, has been a huge jam vehicle. And then you just get the straight rockin' version here. Um, And then you actually see some more straight rockin' chugle in the next, the rest of this show and then in the next show. But in any case, so you have that, and then you have Time to Flee, which I think is one of my two jam highlights of the show. Doesn't really go anywhere crazy, but absolutely gorgeous jam in this Time to Flee. Garrett, what were your, what were your feelings on this when you were in the venue? 
Um, I'll be honest, uh, a few days ago feels like seven weeks. Uh, so, so recalling specific jams and things from, from the show is a little tricky right now. Um, I do remember really enjoying the Elizabeth um, and, and really enjoying the, the time to flee. That, that whole first set was just really solid uh, top to bottom. Yeah, I think setting a setting it open with a Mr. Action. I mean, I always have been it's been on repeat from me for sure. But I think just just a great, great opening tune sets sets the mood really well. And has also been a song that's uh, sort of started or been in the, the earlier songs of, of very pretty solid shows um, overall. And uh, it's just very it, it's fitting. I was kind of thinking Berlin, you'd get either the Dr. Darkness or a Mr. Action. It sort of feels like it's a, a proper song for sort of that environment. Um, like you guys said, great Elizabeth, good piano sort of build from Peter. And then uh, um, coming off of the or pardon the the, the Chugel, uh, Chugel Clav. Uh, and, and then we get, you know, just some nice Rick. But yeah, a lot packs a lot in for 10 minutes. And then a, a beautiful flea, um, short you know, but punchy, um, that, that one with more of a traditional Peter build. And then Rick just kind of took off and, and very nice, uh, kind of stayed in the, in the, in the groove, obviously it's been a theme as we've seen, like you said, Neil, very rock and type one shows. This one I felt had a little bit more of like a micro jam show, the whole show. Oh, it was yeah. like, you kind of were getting there. They didn't really let it loose. I mean, a couple songs, Rosewood in the second set was great. Yeah. Rosewood had later, good especially, stuff. Yep. Yeah. But but they all sort of were there almost like the flea had that potential to get there. Just didn't really release too much, but a three pack of opening songs that very good mood, like enjoyed this walking around the city in Milwaukee myself with a friend. And it was, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Good, good opening. Kev, anything? I'm writing a Chugal. Uh, I was hanging with Jive Goose uh, as this show was happening on Saturday. Uh, he was good vibes he was, on Saturday, yeah, huh? Excellent vibes on Saturday up in the mountains there. Uh, beautiful day, bluebird sky, uh, able to go outside a little bit, not having to worry about the snow or anything. Uh, so the vibes up there were, were pretty high as well. Uh, very danceable show. Like I, I was there tapping my foot, getting up, moving around, spinning a little bit the whole time. Uh, saying uh, Jive Goose a little back on the train uh, when I'm writing a novel started totally. up. Totally. Uh, I it was a good show, like you said. I think uh, Neil uh, back at the beginning saying that like Goose in Europe is a rock band. I think that's an excellent observation. Uh, you're getting a lot of four or five minute like blistering jams, just not the ones that we normally like uh, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, Garrett. No, and something I also mentioned. Um, this was another uh, PRS show. Um, mm-hmm. Rick, yeah. Pick up the the Deluis to start it, and the PRS has just been sounding killer on this tour. It's been sounding um, way better. It's fitting. It's fitting for this the the rooms. It feels like. Yeah. Oh, he, he was back the, to the Deluis tonight, but the PRS in that room last night. I wonder if it's a room by room thing. What, what what's mm-hmm. sounding good that night? But yeah, yeah. Good, good call on the Chugo, Kev. It kept going, huh? Keep yeah. going, Neil. I mean, end of the yeah, set. Yeah, no, I just, just like really quick before we move on to the last three songs of the set, I just wanted to add like my feelings on, on the guitar controversy, right? Because now everybody's talking about it. Now that he's switching between guitars back and forth. And I don't notice it so much visually, like when I'm looking at it, but I hear it. And I'm one of the people who likes the new guitar a lot. 
because it's just got a lot of noise and it's like I think that's why people don't like it actually is the reason why I like it it's just like sometimes shrill and noisy and like I don't know it just has a, a feel to it that is unique and that I like the PRS is just maybe it's too clean for me yeah and, and too crisp I don't know I can't really explain why but um, well I I think like a year on from obviously the taboos tour and off of radio city it's no surprise that i feel like rick's obviously taken a couple cues yeah. and uh his made his sound bigger right like you can tell like agreed this this last tour spring um into a little a couple summer shows at all 2023 i've just like been enamored by the sound each show it sort of feels like the the band's sound is getting much much bigger much fuller whereas the prs is sharp direct you know good clean tone but it feels like it's sort of the as the band evolves it, they might need that space a little bit more they might need that shrill or those sounds or sort of those effects that can come off of the the, the newer guitar and the new set from the Duluth. yeah it's like it's a tough instrument to wrangle i think just knowing how to coax those sounds out of it is going to take him some time. But it was clear after Radio City that something needed to be done. So I'm just excited that he's doing something. We said it on the podcast before, but let's just dive back into the show, though, because we've got we've got a bunch more to talk about. Uh, we've got a Rockdale replete with more Mario coin sounds on mm. the cloud. So Peter's now discovered this sound <laughs> and he's going to stomp all over it. And he actually fits it in like really tastefully. I think he found it again by mistake. Um, and like, if you just watch the video of him finding it for the first time, it is one of the most joyful experiences I think I've had in the last like couple of weeks. Just made me so his, happy. His look back over where he's like, I found it. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. And so like he yeah. found it again in this Rockdale and it's, it's so great. Um, and then he starts to actually mix it in with like, actual playing instead of just like i'm going ding 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 ding. No, so, <laughs> it's pretty good sorry gary what'd you have there no uh peter uh ryan asked him about it the other day um in amsterdam and he was like i went to go hit pre press the keyboard and it just came out um so it was definitely an accidental uh, discovery that has has been fun uh the the few times he's done it yeah, absolutely killer. So Good rock short, short and short rock bill. Nothing, nothing really crazy. You know, that's it's like slower tempo too. So it's on, it's on the shortest of Rockdales ever. So really not much oh, wow. to talk about there. Oh, wow. And then you get I'm writing a novel, more Chugal. Writing a Chugal. Um, and this one is good. There's a Peter guitar solo in this one that is fiery. It's so good. I love it when Peter Neil likes Peter's creative. guitar solos. I do love this guitar solo. I know. I know. Go back. <laughs> Me you too. Know, not that this is like any kind of like big endorsement, but you go back and listen to like his guitar solos. In, Are you uh, saying that he's not a good guitar player, Neil? Well, he's not Rick. I think everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but his guitar solos in Nelly are awesome. He makes some crazy sounds, though. Yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah. part. Yep. He's just yeah. Yeah, I do love his guitar playing. I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of Peter's guitar playing. We need more of it. More solos, whatever. I'll take all of it. Um, and then you get a pretty fiery hot tea set one closer. Pretty rare in micro weird. jammer. Yeah, set, it's set not an encore that shit hot tea. This is a set one set encore closer hot tea. Yeah. Garrett, any thoughts on on these three? Um 
I'm writing a novel was was really fun. Um, though I've only gotten it one other time before. That was the the Radio City with Father John Misty. Yeah. So it's nice to get a a straight goose version. Um, the the whole set just had uh, a real good energy. Uh, the band was was really feeling it. Um, very tight together on stage, where like they couldn't even like walk. There was no pathway to their instruments, so everyone's like climbing over things and um, just just all real close together. Um, yeah, and, and then the hot tea. Um, one of those songs where it's like, all right, I've heard it a thousand times before, but like once once it gets going, it's 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 real fun, um, especially when it's not closing out the show. So I, I much prefer mid set or, or first set uh, closer than than. To, to end the night on it same cool yeah we had a lot of stream difficulties here that was the only problem i think in terms of us trying to catch it the tea in particular just got real bad but yeah it started to get bumpy choppy it's uh yeah fun set fun set just good set set two yeah i'll do set two uh so here we go we get uh slow ready which everybody well, everybody, myself especially, was expecting so ready. Can you believe that some people for Fantasy Goose put both so ready and slow ready on the same card for the same show? Hey, cool. it worked because hey, they, you got they a hedge. Set list the night hey, before. You got a hedge, Kev. You you, yeah. you are a betting man. I um well how dare you? Just just from what we've <laughs> talked about, we've only bet on 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 gentlemen type situations, pardon. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if that sounds better. No, I'm not sure. I'm just going to pull back from here. But okay. uh, you're going to pull out there, D? So here, <laughs> why don't I finish reading out the set list? How about we go there? So we have Slow Ready into Same Old Shenanigans. Then we get a Rosewood Heart. And actually, I'm going to read this whole set because it all kind of fits together because there is no stop, really. Then you get the fifth of Beethoven and Empress of Organos. And so I think some things that I want to point out in the set, actually only one thing I really want to point out in this set is this Rosewood Heart mm-hmm. does like the first section of Rosewood Heart better than any first section of Rosewood Heart I've heard in a really long time. I mean, this is amazing. They lean extra hard into the drums on this. Oh my God. Drums. I mean, you always get the amazing drums in Rosewood Heart and it always surprises you like, holy shit, these guys are good. But he kept uh, going the whole jam this time. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, it was just like, like relentless. And I love it when these guys have an opportunity to really flex uh, their chops because they're they're incredible drummers, right? And they sound incredible together. Uh, I love this Rosewood Heart. I thought for sure they were going to drop off and do that second jam on the back half of Rosewood Heart and have it just be this amazing thing and... They Gosh, really they just wanted to play Fifth of Beethoven, man. Like, <laughs> hey, shout, out, like, shout out Katie, though. Eight points. The, I mean, hey, she called it. Yeah, she nailed it. Beethoven. <laughs> um, Garrett, thoughts on that? or? Yeah, so uh, the slow ready was was really fun. Uh, Peter was dancing with uh, the curtain. He was doing his, uh, his, his fish dance with his hand uh, through – through the light rig uh, up in the front, which which was pretty nice. fun. Um, I guess he doesn't have his two keyboards to the to the left and right like he normally does on, on his oh, normal true. setup. Yeah, the dance sound, that he does. A little 
different, but it was it was still great. And the crowd was really pumped for it. Um, SOS, one of my absolute favorite jams that they do with with the Dawn. Um, and it, it just it hits different in a small space. It's very emotional um, being being up close for 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 Dawn. Um, Rosewood Heart was a very clear highlight of the night. Um, one of the best uh, jams of the night. But yeah, it could have kept going. The, the thing about Euro Tour that's been very hard is there are some nights that they're really feeling it and they just aren't given the time that they need to, to play the set that they need to play. And this was a case where Rosewood Heart like needed to get cut um, so that they can fit in that that Beethoven cover in, in the land of Beethoven. Um, and, and for the Beethoven is, is fun. Um, and then the Empress was, was really good. Um, it wasn't a typical, like it went to a a weird little place that I wish they had time to, to extend and finish, but there was a very hard cutoff. Um, Rick knows exactly when he has to go into that final section. Um, going back to the Rosewood uh, section, uh, for a second. Yeah. They like attacked at, at the solos. Um, which, which was, yeah, it was a really great Rosewood, uh, and, and just a really fun show, uh, top to bottom. Um, there was a set change in here, um, after fifth of Beethoven, it had, uh, this old C slash not alone, a a choice Mm -hmm. for them to play. And they chose to not do a landing pad due to time, um, and, and did the Empress, which, which was the right choice, uh, for that show. Yeah, I agree. Here. Just, Even though Not Alone is incredible. No, Not Alone. Yeah. Every version of that gets played as a gift, uh, but it made sense in the context of the show. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this is just like Garrett was saying, just a fun set. Like you get Slow Ready, you get SOS, um, Rosewood kind of kept it going. Like, but it's a it's sort of a semi landing pad in the sense of those first two songs, sort of like higher energy, and then maybe especially obviously the, the the more arpeggiator dance part of slow ready um and then uh yeah and even dawn i still think kind of packs it as a solo like it's right it's a little bit more of a moody you know eight nine minutes but um yeah i, I agree the rosewood just was phenomenal um driving attack from from the drummers as you were saying neil and rick was just absolutely slaying it i think the prs is a good example of here like the the plucking and the, like his solo is just like the, the the movement within those types of jams is just so much cleaner than maybe kind of the the bigger guitar um little bummed on the fifth of beethoven sort of it like and it just came out a little sort of awkward i felt yeah man too. it changed like, the energy a little bit there yeah they kind of they kind of had to sort of well that's not even a hot take they should have just kept jamming rosewood and then done an empress but hey that's okay um Agreed. A second jam would have been cool. I think the Empress was a good call, though, as a show of a whole. Good, solid, you know, two hours, 10 minutes. Like we're seeing 130 minutes of music. Tonight was 119, 118, or one set, you know, like, so it's kind of just right around there, each show. Um, it was fun. Really good, though. Really good show. Maybe one of my favorite whole shows so far. I would say just top to bottom, a very listenable show as well. Um, maybe it doesn't have the highlights of Paris, like the, some of those jams, but just very listenable. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. And then yeah, Garrett, and, real uh, quick, 
Can, Garrett, I have a question for you. Are you able to comment uh, at the Berlin show on the uh, constituency, the audience, uh, native uh, fans versus the traveling goose fans in that in that small venue? Yeah, what was it? A thousand, eight hundred? Um, I think it was six hundred, maybe. Fifty, yes. Um, yeah. Um, there was a point where Peter's like, who's here from Berlin? And there was like 15 hands that went up or something. Nice. It, it, was, it was not a lot. Um, I don't know if there could have also been a language barrier there where people like didn't know he was saying who's from Berlin. Um, but, but it, it, this Pretty was English a show that. Speaking city though, right? Overall, in terms of a lot of them, I, I hear Berlin can be. Uh, it, it depends on, on where you were. Um, yeah. And just to answer a few questions from the, from the chat. Uh, yes. Uh, it, there are some cities where it's been more locals than, than others, but it's been a very heavy American presence at these shows. Um, but I don't know if these shows sell like w without the American presence here. Um, they're, they're still pretty pretty not known but what's happening a lot is people with extras are finding locals and bringing them to the show nice. and nice. the locals really really digging it um i mean we just also ran into someone who, who went to the paris show was supposed to be in europe just on a different itinerary and changed their entire <laughs> itinerary to follow uh, the tour up through brussels nice. so people uh pe people are um are, are starting to, to, to bring others into, into the scene. Um, and yes, Anna, I am team slow. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to take over your path. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Actually, I think this is a good point to ask before we go into the next show, what like the traveling contingency looks like on this tour. You've got all of these folks from or contingent, sorry, uh, from the United States contingency. there bouncing around between shows. We've seen a lot of updates of like folks that we know from Twitter and things like that. Like, how big is this crew of people? And I, I have a feeling you probably see each other a lot around mm -hmm. town and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been wild. Like, people, I, I sit on the train and I meet Goose fans next to me, and then we're walking around Amsterdam, and I run into these same Goose fans in a, in a random bar there. Like, people are seeing each other um, all over. People are seeing the the band uh, all, all over the cities. Um, it's it's been really cool. Um, there there's a group of us now that just kind of want like before the show starts, we we find the an after show bar and then we just like kind of like have been taking it over and and like hanging with the locals at the bar. It's it's been really fun um, meeting meeting locals and also traveling with the same people and just like having each other's back um yeah yeah it's gotta cool. be a great experience yeah all right let's let's do brussels here uh this happened earlier today i mean this this was like five minutes ago or maybe five days ago in garrett's Birthday month, show depending Birthday on show. how you look at it this is a big show the most important goose show of the tour uh, because it was somebody's birthday today. Ryan nope. Stasek of Humphreys McGee. Happy hey. birthday, Ryan. Hey. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you need to tell us a little bit about the venue, Garrett. 
Yeah. Do, I mean, do you want Brussels report before the venue? You guys came in yesterday and it was Allie's birthday. Yeah. So double birthday celebration. Let's give a shout. Let's not forget Chop's wife, oh. Allie. So, yeah, double birthday. Yeah. Brussels vibe report. <laughs> yeah, we, nice we went in. Nice square. Yes. Like really beautiful city. Uh, surprise, like. I didn't really know anything about Brussels. And, and last night we, we went and uh, went out to dinner for Ali's birthday um, and, and then just uh, explore the city, went to a cool tiki bar. And then we found the rock bar, which is where we also wound up uh, tonight. Um, something that's really weird about bars in Belgium. Um, and this also has to do with why the show had to be done so early is um, they have decibel meters in the bars. Um, so like it has to be very, very quiet, especially at a certain amount of time. There may be a certain member of your pod that kept making the decibel meter go up. I'm not going to mention names. Um, Fucking hell. <laughs> and so they'll like shout you out and be like, quiet it down. It, it just has to be like they, they, the music is very low. It has to like just stay quiet in, in the bars. Um, I wonder if there was a meter and, and someone was setting it up. And Garrett, I have a question. Are the are, is this a bar that's in like a residential neighborhood or? Uh, it's well, it's in the, the, Grand, the Grand Palace uh, area, which is like residential. It's uh, like I don't mixed really, residential, I don't really know. mixed residential hotel, all that. So um, yeah, they just I guess per city rules, they just have to keep it below a, a certain volume. Um, was there any mention? Certain... Was there any mention of changing like the theme of loudmouth Americans to loudmouth Canadians? <laughs> I mean, the Canadians uh, are American. No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah. So then tonight was was pretty. Uh, today was good. You guys just kind of caught up and did a little look at yeah. food. I saw you had a little waffle vibe. A little. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I've seen a lot of uh, questions in the chat about the the waffles. Um, Nutella strawberry uh, waffle was was really good. I asked them like, "What's the most popular and and people's favorite one?" And they said that's the one. Um, Can't go wrong. Yeah, all sorts of waffles. Uh, The fries are are another uh, big big thing here. Uh, The frites and um, yeah, frites frites and muscles. Frites and muscles. Chop had some killer uh, uh, muscles uh, last night. Um, yeah, so uh, we we kind of were, were separate today. Uh, Ryan went to the auto museum, the, the car museum. Haps did his thing, and uh, I, I went and, and just grabbed some some food in the morning. Went by. There were people lined up at like 10 a.m., um, which was interesting for for a venue that small, but. Um, it also made sense, like if if you want to be up front, like with a tiny venue like that. Um, two fifty, smallest then, venue, right, Neil? Two, two eighty, yeah. Well, you have two or smallest, yeah. Yeah, all this information can be found in the comprehensive uh, guidebook that the Garrett, Garrett put together. Yeah, it's, ah. it's impressive, uh, impressive stuff. Like show this thing around and blows people's minds. So if you haven't seen it, find it. It's how about this one set show? This is a one-set yeah. show. Yeah. And so we I, that out. Yeah. Go ahead. Where are you saying? 
No, a no, few no. of us went in and grabbed uh, drinks like right before the show. We decided to like not get go there till like seven fifteen, um, and we found out while while waiting that it was going to be a one set show. And actually, like we were happy with with the time constraints. It makes sense to to not try to force two two sets into the into that time. And this yeah. was at that Rockdale bar. Uh, we went to a little delirium was, was the name of this place. Got it on Anspach road too. right. Peter poster or something. It was like, like it literally was on a street with his name, which is incredible actually. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. That was a common name out there in the world or common enough to be the name of the street. But all right, let's, let's dive into the music here in the 30 of the podcast. Let's get into the second show. Um, so we have a lead the way opener, which is absolutely fantastic. This song, this song is showing up more and more now. This is on the shorter side of lead the ways, but you still get that gorgeous, beautiful jam that you always get in lead the way. Again, I'm obligated to say this when we talk about the song. Someday the 20 minute version of lead the way is coming and it's going to be amazing. Uh, and then you get the, the, the finisher. Chugle trifecta. Chugle. This is it. Like we were talking about this actually Saturday night. We were like, what is the, you know, what are the other, other Chugle songs that Goose can play? And here it is, the finisher the, of the trifecta, Green River. And this version is awesome. Like I never thought I'd be like sitting here talking about, you know, an exemplar version of Green River. It was um, really good. Always almost there. But this yeah. is, I mean, this is really good. It it's really worth good. going back and listening to. Um, and then I'm going to actually, no, actually, we'll talk about the animal too in this context, which is, I think, Garrett, you might have more thoughts than I do. I only got two real listens of this, but I wasn't actually there. This is special. And this whole entire time we've been talking about shows and saying like, well, this is like a, you know, a type one version, as much as I don't like to really use type one, type two to describe, especially as like a pejorative when talking about songs, but like here you know, this, this is like a, this is an insane animal. So you get an insane animal after a pretty fiery start to the set in terms of like two pretty rare songs. I think it was a 66 show gap on green river. Um, what were vibes in the venue, especially among like folks from the United States who are there like looking for the jams and really not getting them for like the last several shows. Yeah. Um, so Venue was like really tiny, but not packed. There was a lot of room in there. So like um, people were like happy, like not uncomfortably, like, like irritated by, by like people being on on top of them or anything. Um, Just a tiny, tiny venue. I know some people care about the bathrooms, terrible bathroom situation. (laughs) The only time we're getting out Yeah, it's worth it if it's bad. Crappy shitters. Oh yeah, one one bathroom uh, with with one urinal in the entire place. Um, but it was yeah, it was the upstairs tiny room. Um, it's amazing what Getty ha- is able to do with this this small room. Um, yeah. We uh, before the show when we went out to grab uh, drinks, we were talking about songs we really wanted to hear, and for me it was "Lead the Way." Um, so for them to open That's with it was was really awesome. Um, I, I think the only other one I heard this year or, or one was uh, 
what was it, Vegas, where, where they played it. And that version was really special to me. This one felt just like a standard uh, lead the way, and it didn't hit me emotionally at, at, like it usually does. But it was still like it's lead the way. Um, and, and it's it's just always a, a great song. Um, Green River, Rick uh, was Rick crushed Green River tonight. Um, they they like we were talking before about attacking it in Rosewood. It just felt like they were attacking Green River too. Um, and then the animal, um, it's one of those things where where they played the first note. I go Arcadia, and Ryan goes no animal, which is like happened multiple times now this tour. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and then um, Animal starts, and it's just a very different feel from other animals. It's it's not like the fast like intro. Oh, yeah, it was even very start slow. slow. And, yeah. Well, it was it was a very slow and patient animal. Um, the you couldn't really hear the uh, animal sounds like the elephant and stuff, which which kind of was great to to not hear that, even though like it was it was still there like faint, but it wasn't like huge in there and then um it was a pretty standard first jam um and then i was expecting it to go into to something else and then they they just started changing up the the feel to it um ryan goes to me finally they've i've been waiting for them to to do something new with animal and then they went into that like blissful like i don't want to say reba-esque but but like just, just that blissful section, and when you thought that was done, they went into a whole, a whole third section, um, with with the fast, the double time drums from from Ben, um, going there. So it it just was really great to see a multi section uh, animal jam, and this is one of the first jams of the entire tour that really is getting into like multi section type two uh, territory, uh, and it wasn't even a finished animal. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I definitely want to re-listen, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, going to... Like, a lot of agree. bliss. I, I keep it going the un- on the bliss, though. The, the, the unfinished part, like, actually surprised me. They were going to play that song for almost 27 minutes and not finish it. I mean, yeah. that means they got carried away, right? Which is great. Like, that's what I want to I see. I want to see them getting carried away and being like, oh, shit. Like, we've been playing this for, like, over 20 minutes now, like... <laughs> Like we, we just got to end it so we can play another song, um, which is like we've definitely heard them say before, right? Like where it's just like we've gotten in too deep. Like we have to play a song now. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Danny. Go ahead. What do you got for? for no, this? no. I, yeah, I like. I think that we've sort of seen the trajectory of the few jams we've gotten, but even um, just with Rick's playing has been very major. You know, very, very, very blissful type jams and a lot of these, even if they're smaller package type spaces, but um, out of the, you know, the all I need in Paris, very sort of bliss based segment. And um, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, Jeff said, uh, we had a friend, a friend of the pod, Jeff, Jeff Hill said, uh, he felt it sort of like the animal was almost like package jams though right Garrett you sort of like you said you had sort of one and then we had like another and then we had like another and it was like I mean just like the wisteria from um uh, a few nights back in, in Amsterdam and another jam like you know we had another buddy who sort of caught on it's sort of they're like taking those themes but I liked it I was surprised it's sort of from the start like you said it just was even the intro felt really slow and kind of just different and, and uh 
it was great. It's one of the one of the highlights of the tour so far for me, for sure. Yeah, I personally really enjoyed this animal. Uh, you couldn't were... even leave to go. Shopping. Nah, man. Yeah, I had some personal errands to to run, and and this animal kept my butt uh, glued to the seat till it was over. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I dropped in the the chat earlier today that it sounded like at one point the jam, uh, much like uh, Danny Rosewoods was saying there, the jam was perhaps from a section from another song or had been played before, but my ear wasn't quick enough uh, to place where it was. Yeah, I was thinking when I heard that, well, I heard a couple different things. That very first jam, the jam that actually precedes the song, which is awesome. Like yeah, the little, that little segment. The yeah, the yeah, little I segment. mean, it sounded like Fish in the Sea to me. Mm. I mean, it was somewhere in the middle of like Animal and Fish in the Sea. Like it has like the, like the you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to hum it, but like, no. you know what I'm talking about. That it's important. And fish in the sea. Uh, it's it's oh. just important to mention before we move on that both whales and goats are animals. Mm. Mm. Are true mm. things. Yep. Yeah, good That's call. Absolutely true. But yeah, so this is maybe the jam highlight of the tour so far. Certainly the jam highlight since Paris. Right? Yeah. People oh, yeah, are definitely. really high on that all I need that happened in Paris. I am one of those people. Uh, I have yet to really listen to this enough to have an opinion either way on like what I think is like the better jam, but some people want to call this the goat animal. I don't know. I'm not going to do that on an evening after show. That feels incredibly hasty. Maybe yeah, the that's a little after bit. show. But I also, before yeah. you even go further, there was um. I remember looking back and <clears throat> I almost thought like uh, everything must go to Peter. Kind of hit like that very like kind of the 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 sort of dull p i can't i obviously we need we need our other uh friend of the pod on uh co-host everybody he who must not be named to talk about the piano sounds that peter creates with everything must go it's sort of like a little twinkly like like it's like sustain but it sort of is very sort of bright um and i like remember being like oh everything must go maybe it sort of had this like lull and then kind of found another space. Like you said, we hit the synth, but it was maybe Arcadia, maybe this, maybe not. Um, but uh, yeah, just just solid. I don't think it'll hold up. Maybe it felt a little sort of packaged in comparison. The All I Need was very raw um, as, as, a, as a song for sort of, in a good way, I'm saying like raw and maybe um, and kind of a, a, just a little bit more new or something different whereas the the animal kind of had those those segments but um I'm talking about the parasol i need yes yes yeah. yeah not the um conference center one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anybody's actually heard that song so no no to live on but yeah and then it we might have been amazing it going we kept it going for the birthday boy with another nice middle set package here huh neil yeah no i mean like they were really thoughtful when they did the show they, no set break so seekers one and two right in the middle minutes wise it was so, perfect it gave me the excellent opportunity to transition from the couch to the grocery store so i couldn't complain yeah yeah so you get seekers uh right in the middle of the the set right we don't know if this is a second set seekers but we were kind of calling that when we we're calling or a that. second we're set talking. opener <laughs> yeah or it's the set break seekers i mean it depends on really how you want to chop it up <laughs> you can really you can do this any way you want um then Much like the pod. Redbird, another one of those sizzling type one versions. Drums. One, drums. It is so cool. This is really good. Drip drums. I don't yeah. know if you remember saying that, Danny. Like, yeah, Descending man. Drums. Like drip drums throughout this Redbird. Absolutely killer. 
Then you get it into Inside Out, which everybody knows is my favorite song by my favorite band. Uh, and then uh, I'm just going to lean into this because it's gone on for years now. So I'm just going to say these things so nobody else will. And then I think we, we'll stop right there. So we have Seekers, Redbird, Inside Out. Um, yeah. Pretty nice transition in the Inside Out, too. Yes, very, very. Yeah. Um, someone that shall not be named was super pumped when Seeker started. Um, but the, the, the quote, I believe, was, well, there's no set two, so at least it can't kill set two. Um, <laughs> in the venue, love it. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Heard, heard, heard at the show. Or over, he's over not going to like that. Show. Yeah, he's not going to like that quote. <laughs> that, that's my bad i guess uh, it's late don't worry garrett uh, we'll edit it out we'll edit it yeah. out don't worry good thing we're not live um <laughs> no no i it was, it was pre-show that it was said so when it started it was uh uh it was it, it was everyone knew that seekers was coming so um and then I, I happen to really like Seekers Part One, and then Seekers Two just has that that great solo. Um, and uh, after Animal, it was kind of nice to to have uh, Seekers, and not as like a breather song. It wasn't like a landing pad, but it was it was it was just good nice. connector, good connector. Yeah, the set. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Redbird was really good. I don't recall it like going any place like crazy. It kind of stayed in the same in the same uh, area, but the uh, the burden in in Belgium was pretty fun. Um, lots, lots of people singing along, um, and then Inside Out, one of my my favorite uh, one of my favorite covers. I I, I do really love it. Uh, my very first show, I got a lead the way opener, and then an Inside Out. Uh, uh, later on in the show so it was, it was fun to get that again um yeah uh, inside out had a, had a bit of a unique jam tonight too it wasn't a, a normal mm -hmm. inside out yeah like an exceptionally bluesy jam for goose actually when i was listening to that again i was like they didn't take this in like the indie rock we're gonna jam this out in the indie rock direction which you'd expect there it felt i don't know like they leaned into the bluesiness of it and it, it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. And uh, I do like Inside Out, too. It's just my friends like to insist that I'm the biggest Spoon fan there ever was. But, um, you know. You're the biggest us. Spoon crossover fan. I would, no contest. Like, Goose, yeah. Spoon crossover guy, you're 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 yeah, the number one guy. Yeah, I, liked, I, I too, liked the, uh, right away we heard that synth kick up from Peter. But, yeah, kept in it. It's tough. It's, it's crazy, right? You say, like, a type one bird you say like a type one bird and now it's like 16, 17 minutes, right. Or whatever, 15 minutes. It's just, um, yeah, it's good. Good little combination here. I liked it a lot. And then a uh, little end of the set, maybe. Yeah. Kev, or Kevin, yeah. unless you got other red birds. Oh, I'm good. You guys go ahead. I just want to say we have six from seven. Maybe that's how you pronounce that. I don't know. Trom. Uh, incredible stats in our chat. And then there's this. Um, which I think he's trolling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like, hey man, if there's a song that would be cool jammed out, you think about the Trevor bass solo to start, you got a bigger Rick solo in the middle, something. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's or actually just, true. There's like, places split to go. them up again. I'd, I'd like, I think we go go back. Like it, 
it'd be fun. You split seekers up would be sort of more interesting. I think it would just kind of coming back, knowing it's coming or something and sort of sitting it in there. Um, it's just sort of like seekers two is a great cooldown, right? Wouldn't it be out of a huge jam? Yeah. Or sandwich I mean, something in between it. You know, just not, not to, to take this out too far. Cause we're, we're, we're getting long in the podcast. We gotta, we gotta wrap this one up. How dare like, you? You like seekers too. Yeah, we never do that. And everything must go can do similar things. I think. Mm. Like you could probably jam out Seekers 2 in a way that, you know, mm. everything must go does. There and I think go. it's pretty sick. So here's, uh, you know, putting that out yeah. to the universe. Let's do yeah. it. Let's jam it out. Um, all right. So here we go. Last three songs of the set. We have, uh, yeah, this is anticlimactic, actually, because we're coming on like the back half of the show. You get abbreviated Hunger Sight and This Old Sea, and then a So Ready to Close It Out. And... Um, yeah, this this show in terms of the jams, probably not the fire. And so Garrett, you, you're gonna have to speak to this because it's probably pretty fun, all of these together. But um yeah, short versions of everything here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so ready. I don't really know. I didn't re-listen to that one, but the hunger site surprised me. This old sea surprised me, but that's the theme of this old sea in Europe. You're getting short versions. So what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, the hunger site was, uh, it definitely was short. Um, there was some clapping in hunger site in the beginning, which apparently Europeans really like to clap, um, had to, had to do a, uh, a clap tweet, um, <laughs> in the beginning of, uh, of, of oh, hunger clap tweet. Um, it's, it's a European, <laughs> um, <laughs> And that yeah, the hunger site it didn't really go anywhere. I thought they might have just done the short hunger site and go into drip field maybe to end the the show. Mm-hmm. Um, on the set list was Dark Horse um, after Hunger Site, which was One cut, and this old C was was added in, um, which it it made sense. But also, I'm looking at the clock at that point. It's nine fifty. They have a very like I'm like they're not playing a ten minute this old C to close the set. I was expecting maybe a this old C butter rum. So when they mm-hmm. started so early, I immediately asked uh, your your pod mate, um, "Are we getting this without satellite?" And then ten o'clock hits and they haven't even finished regular so ready, and then they just blew past curfew for another seven minutes for so ready. Um, but I, th- I think it was one of the shorter so, so readies. Um, and when they got towards the, the end of it, you could definitely tell them like being like, all right, we gotta, we, we gotta close this out. Um, we, we need to finish this up. Um, I know I just saw, a, a, a message that said they should not have cut dark horse and Madhavan, but given the time constraints, time, I, man, would rather, yeah. I would rather them cut those songs and do them justice in Glasgow. Yeah, and this. Then a six minute Madavon. Yeah. Yeah. No have ass Madavons. We learned that last year. And what was that? In Chicago. No, yeah, in Chicago. Well, in yeah. Chicago. Uh, or in, yeah. In in, to me. yeah. No, Never half ass Madavon. Whole ass dark horse. Yeah. We would love to see. <laughs> I, I've been listening. It, it's fitting because I've been listening to Dark Horse the past couple of days. Let's just get it. Yeah. A nice one. Where's Thunder? Yeah. Uh, back in Perry, that's where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's never coming back, or maybe it will. I mean, better, maybe man. that's a thing we need to start talking about more often. I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. People, the, the discourse needs to happen if it's going to happen. Put it into the universe. Yeah. 
That was actually pretty good, Kevin. Like, that, that was me. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. I love the thunder. Yeah. Oh, man. Vickers, I wish I could post that picture right now. Uh, <laughs> and then he, it's the birthday uh, boy dark horse. Yeah, I like to celebrate Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, yeah not, not the birthday boy dark horse. That, that one's um, So, Garrett. I just want to thank you for coming. Glasgow next. Uh, That's fun. This is the, the best episode of all, Always Almost There evening after show ever. Yeah, this um, is great. Certainly yeah, the thanks, best Garrett. guest we've had who's been on Europe tour. Thank you for staying awake. I don't think people realize how late it really is for you right now. Trooper. But I really appreciate you talking with us for almost an hour about yeah. this music and your experience there because – you know, we've heard nothing yet. We, you know, we had some other guy on, and like he was useless. Yeah, we're getting assaulted with vlogs, but I don't know how no, much that's conveying yeah. the musical experience. Yeah, yeah, Garrett, get 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 to Scotland safely. Uh, hit up the as we said, we're heading over to the United Kingdom, and got some other friend. A lot of people going over for uh, Bristol and and London, and I just think that'll be that'll be fun. We'll, you, you guys will be in your native tongue and uh, enjoy your. Uh, your uh, your time there. I've heard Glasgow's amazing, so yeah, enjoy it. Thank we should you, also again just take one more opportunity to say happy birthday to Humphreys McGee's own bass player Ryan Stasek. Yeah, um, and of course Allie, you know, Allie's and Allie, birthday. yeah, yep. and Allie. Happy and birthday! Ch- and Chop had a recent birthday as well, so shout out to all of them. Ryan, we're kidding. Birthday. We love you, man. Happy we birthday! Love you. Happy birthday, big guy. He's fast asleep. I hope he has to get up early tomorrow. Garrett, we won't keep you any longer. You have to get up early tomorrow. Any Thanks, any Garrett. closing thoughts on on this uh, this run of shows or a tour in general? Um, it has only been fourteen days, and it's felt like <laughs> eighty four um, years. <laughs> like we were just realizing today, the tour is like just half over today um, oh in terms of shows. <laughs> um but outside of that it gets a little heavier now we're good yeah and and we get so we get like two shows in a row then three shows in a row so it'll be nice uh to close it uh, off that way um yes it'll be nice to also talk in, in the native language it's been fun learning learning new languages but there have definitely been some like challenging like navigation of like subways and and reading signs and certain things um but yeah, we we got an early uh, we got a nine nine a.m. flight over to to Scotland, and then uh, we'll close out the the tour in the UK. Thanks again, um, Garrett. Yeah, thank you, man, for coming. Everyone, we'll see you soon. We'll be back here in a couple of days. We'll be talking about Alaska. Oh my god! What a Cheers. comment! <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. 
We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discography. Each episode of Discography features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples and Stereo, the Dedrick Siblings from The Free Design, Joel Self on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discography. Subscribe. <laughs> 